World of Warcraft community is the best community ever. It is so good. Yeah, on how much it's helped solidify friendships, you know, like... The third faction is the important, is truly the most important, because we all have a say in it. Hello and welcome to The Third Faction, a podcast about the community of World of Warcraft. I'm your host, Meetanoth, but you can call me Denemy. And today I'm joined, not by Bricko, but by none other than my long-suffering WoW BFF, Verdi also known as Retake Control. Verdi, my man, Hi. how are you? I'm really good, thanks. Yeah. And how's your week in WoW? Um, ups and downs. I realised that I no longer connect with my uh, Druid main and I've switched to Monk. But with that, <laughs> um, I've been thoroughly enjoying um, levelling by using Chromie and only doing Lich King dungeons again. <laughs> yeah so it's been like a coming home yeah too, totally really. totally and um the monk healer is a bit more like it's like a cross between a rogue a shaman and a little bit of druid so it's cool it's kind of it's kind of all me really yeah. you probably missed the rogue element i think that might be what you missed on a druid yeah a resto yeah. druid it's very very different and we are today we are joined by the wonderful the king of scrubs and geek good <laughs> host of scrub versus the world it's Cyrob. how are you doing Cyrob? hey i'm doing good excellent and how's your week been in wow oh it's been good and bad oh no um and and not like bad because I'm not enjoying myself. It was, I had a moment where I went in, I'm redoing all of my macros to f fix the, the additional abilities on my Resto Shaman. Got everything done, disconnected, <laughs> logged back in, and everything was reversed. Oh, no! I was, I was, <laughs> I was working on it for like an hour and a half, and then everything disappeared on me and came back like i did nothing like literally nothing oh shit balls oh nice. yeah shit balls is i said some more colorful things than <laughs> that but um <laughs> i had to uh, <laughs> i had to walk away and finish it the next day fortunately the macros are in and i got to do some healing and it was fun so cool well at least you managed to enjoy some of it yeah i've um been doing a lot of pre-patch play i am now up to 10 death nights <laughs> Not wow. all, not all at max level. Um, only the main is at max level. But I have been so I've got a, a void elf going through burning crusade. I have a, a wargan who has just done the death knight starting zone because you still do the old wrath starting zone if you're one of the core races. So she's just gone through and done that. She will actually go through wad for leveling. Uh, what was the other one I'd done? Um, oh, this one's just for you, Juno, when you catch up with this. I've got a panda death knight who is going through <laughs> mists. Um, so I've been playing with all of those, obviously all the customizations um, and all those all those bits and pieces. I've, I've, I, I think we've I've personally been enjoying the pre-patch a lot. Um, I'm excited to see when we get the launch event, when we get the um, pre-launch event. I don't think we'll get that for a while, but... We will see. We will see. Uh, another little bit of wow news, which I wanted to ask you both about, um, and I did mention this in the pre-show because we have a pre-show now. 
Um, there's a little bit of method news. So um, Chris, I think his name's Christian Bishop. He is the chief revenue officer for Method. And he was interviewed by the guys on Technically PVP this week. Um, they've got a VOD up, up on their Twitch channel. And also you can catch that on um, Twitter as well, which is where I originally found it. Now, the reason I'm mentioning Method is because when we launched this show, it was in the midst of all of the sexual harassment allegations and everything that was going on in the streaming and gaming community. And obviously Method had a very uh, massive fallout from that, for want of a better term. And it's interesting to see people coming out now and talking about them rebuilding um, and how they're going to change things. And my feeling from listening to Christian was that he was somebody who's very switched on. He knows about like dealing with corporations. And he mentioned that Method was, they were a guild. They weren't an organization. They were initially a gaming guild. Um, but I am still not convinced that they will be able to regain trust. Um, and I just wondered how you guys felt about that. I don't know. Obviously, I don't know if you've seen the interview. I would recommend everybody goes and listens to it, whatever your take on the Method um, debacle is. But do you guys think they can ever rebuild the trust that they lost? Cyrob, don't why don't we we'll start with you? <laughs> um, well, ah, uh, I think that event that took place that kind of ripped Method apart at the seams. It, I mean, it's a that's a cultural cultural um, characteristic that was kind of harvested from just years of boys being boys, right? Um, do I think they can fix it? I mean, if they all take a serious look at changing the culture of that guild and taking things seriously and respecting boundaries and understanding that, yes, we're all friends. However, there's a line, don't cross it, maybe. But, I mean, if the same people rebuild it, I don't know. I mean, I, I want to try to give people the benefit of the doubt where I can, because I mean, obviously we're humans, we make mistakes. How do we move forward? But I mean, with the, 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 the degree of severity that took place initially that brought that organization or guild down or whatever you want to call it. Um, I mean, that's pretty deep kind of personality traits that need to be purged from them personally. Yeah. I think in my opinion, like this is all for me. So um, I hope they can, but I, I don't know, yeah. to be honest with you. And I think that time's going to tell, but for now it's, I'm not touching anything method myself. I've kind of moved away from all those people and, and found other things to look at and look forward to. So, yeah, I think that's very fair. What about you, V? Uh, well, Sarah's just said, um, something there that's kind of, says it all really um that they're kind of a guild and an org and yeah. when it comes to the world of warcraft raid inside of things they treat they were treating it like a guild so they're all friends and so on but on the other side of things they are a very successful gaming org and because i think the line was so blurred between the two that's where the problems have started they've started treating um their guild members as friends, which they are, which they are, because they're all in that same boat. They probably hang out quite a lot, and, and so on. And I just think that it's going to be pretty impossible to recover from that. 
Um, the line should have been clearer from the start. It's all well and good me saying, oh yeah, they should have gone, should have fixed this beforehand and, and all of that stuff. But it, it's it's very, very, it's going to be super difficult for them to recover from it. I don't think, unless they're very strategic and do some kind of rebranding um, and maybe take the core people out of the front line, um, there's a lot of ego around it as well, I think. Um, I don't I don't want to say bad things about Sko, but he's the owner of the Orc and main tank in their raid team. And, you know, it's like maybe it's the time to just see this as a wake-up call and step aside. Mm, I, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it, it's, it's a real tough one because I was a huge Method fanboy before all this. And, yeah. I know you were, yeah. Sad. And it, if you've... Yeah, when you've held up those people and you've believed in them and you've admired them, you know, it's like anything else. Like when Lance Armstrong had a, you know, fell from grace, so many people were upset by that because they'd held him in such high esteem. And it's very similar. It's exactly the same situation, actually. It's not even similar. It's exactly the same. Somebody that you've admired has let you down. And yeah, I think, I mean, for Sko, obviously, he his livelihood is in this. Um, yeah, it's everything he's no built reason... up, every single part of his, yeah. his life since, well, we've been watching yeah. him in the Warcraft community since, well, when I started back in Wrath, Method were yeah. in the spotlight, they weren't quite as good as Insidia, but <laughs> they're in the spotlight, yeah, and, and <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's just been a, a bizarre thing, every, his entire life from being a teenager has been about yeah. Method, it's going to be incredibly difficult for him, I do, Yeah, I don't want to side, because obviously there's been some bad things that have happened, but yeah. yeah. One of the one of the other things that Christian Bishop did say and, and the um Adeline and Garisar, the hosts, were you know, they, they didn't shy away from the difficult questions in this interview that they had with him. Um but they were um when they asked him, you know, does Sasha have any involvement? He said, No, he doesn't have any involvement at all in the day-to-day -day running of the business. But he's obviously been there since the inception, and therefore there are other things that he is tied into so they can't just dismiss him because he yeah. has he probably has some kind of shareholder you know sure, yeah i don't yeah you know involvement and they can't just get rid of him because that's not how it works in a corporation um so anyway i think you know the general gist of it is we would like to see them gain that trust back but we're not sure they can actually do it and it might take them a very long time i yeah. think yeah yeah um, yeah, they, the the bar for them is really high. They cannot mess up at all no. if they're going to do this. Because if no. they're serious about changing, like, again, like, I just want to reiterate, like, I'm all for people learning from your yep. mistakes. I mean, that's Absolutely. what my show is based on is <laughs> making mistakes and learning about it. Obviously, not those mistakes. Like, let's not, you know what I mean? Like, uh, how, how serious they're going to take this is going to be it's going to show in the next few weeks, I think. Yeah. Like yeah. with their roster moves and, and who's all involved still and how are they making changes? So uh, it'll be interesting to see how it all develops. Yeah. Dracoris has mentioned, uh, he's made a good point in the chat there that all the more reason that Sko should clean house um, and they, you know, they should just be able to, to get, you know, clear that out. And yes, Dracoris, the point that you're making there about the person on, um, who made some sexist comments about Nagura on Twitch. He's in Echo, which is the kind of a lot of the people who left Method then built an Echo, built the guild Echo, which has come out of the ashes of Method, if you like. 
Um, and I understand that he was he's now on a three month suspension from the team. Whether there's any educational side of it in there, I don't know. I mean, the other thing that Christian Bishop mentioned was that they are doing a truckload of training. Um, I know that Sko mentioned on his um, one of his videos was um, saying that they are vetting everybody who applies. They're checking their social medias. They're checking, you know, as much as they background checks that they can do on people to make sure that they're not getting anyone in who has a dodgy history or who basically you know could bring the guild name into disrepute so i think they're taking some of the right steps but it does remain to be seen if that will be enough yeah and the, the tarnish the tarnishing of um those players that left for mako and carrying that method name it kind of works both ways as well because when we heard about the uh, stuff with nagura my initial thought was to go oh method again and it wasn't method it's not method mm. it's just that someone yeah. that's been in method before now and yeah, and and as I say, that works the opposite way as, around as well because you're thinking bad of method, even though this guy isn't in method anymore. So both directions, it's kind of yeah, yeah, it's a bit of a cluster. Well, and you also think that like this this jackass, for a better term here, you think he would learn from that? You like, would hope so. Like, what? How hard is it to not be a dick? Like seriously, I don't know. I, ask I don't that question every day. <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it. How hard is it to not be a dick? It's not that hard. Like if you think you're gonna say something to a person and you're like, "I'm gonna be an asshole," just don't type it. Yeah, walk away. Like Leave this isn't hard. Walk away. Don't <laughs> yeah. do it. Yeah. 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 Oh, totally. dear. Shall we move into uh, something a bit more lighthearted, gentlemen? Yep. Should sure. we go? Should we get to the business of the day? Greetings, sir and or ma'am. So we're going to start with our standard questions. I'm rubbing my hands with glee because I've wanted to ask Cyrus some of these for a very, very long time. So are you red team? As we can, If you're watching live now, of course, you can actually see that I have red team and blue team on the wall behind me. Are you red team or blue team or purple? Well, I have this guy right here. Oh, and my little alliance statue from my BlizzCon last year. Um, I started alliance. I've always been alliance. However, I'm bifactional curious. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a thing? Because I played through the Horde story for Battle for Azeroth, and I loved it. And I actually wanted to. I've been seriously thinking, like deep down, do I want to make the switch? And I don't know. I don't know. So I'm going to say blue with a hint of purple. Yeah. That, I, I think that's what Ali said, actually. I think Ali from Dungeon Fables and Sniper Frog were kind of, I think they said blue with like a purple edging or something. Which, <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I won't ask Verdi because I know what his answer is because we've interviewed him and I know that he's blue to the core. I am blue to the so. core, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The only time I would make a Horde character would be to um, make them look stupid. Maybe. Oh, um, goodness me. Yeah, I, I we'll have discussions about that off stream. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sai, how did you start playing World of Warcraft and what got you hooked? Well, I started playing. I got into the Warcraft universe yeah. by playing Warcraft 2. So my yeah. great aunt 
was one of the coolest humans to ever exist. So I'd go to her house and she'd have games for me I'd have to beat. So it all started when I was like five. She brought Metroid for the NES to my house. It was like, hey, I can't beat this. I need your help. So every time I'd go to her house, she'd have like Heroes of Might and Magic. Uh, Mist was one of them. Let's see, Civilization, like early Civilization. And then she had Warcraft 2. Well, Warcraft 2, like the music hooked me immediately. I was like, this is this is the greatest thing I've ever seen. And then Warcraft 3 came out, of course. So I helped her beat that. And then World of Warcraft came out. Well, she'd been she mentioned that she's been playing it. And I was like, okay. So I go to her house and we're, we're checking it out. And I'm like, oh, this is really cool. But then when we get home, my wife's, my now wife's uh, really good friend she worked with was like, hey, you got to come down to this internet cafe because we're going to have you we have free passes for you guys to play WoW. So we went down <laughs> to the local internet cafe so we could all four play WoW at the same time. And rolling the first tune, I think it was a Night Elf Warrior. Nice. And I was like, this is this is amazing. I need to get this game. And that's the rest is history from there. God, internet cafes. That is such a blast from the past. <laughs> that is, that is yeah. the coolest childhood I think I've ever heard. That is so cool. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, my, my, my great aunt stoked my nerdness and she was like a a hate Ashbury hippie. So back in the sixties, like hate and Ashbury down in San Francisco, like that was where the hippies. Yeah. I've been there too. And my aunt lived there. She lived right next to that. And she was awesome. I remember we're watching a, a, there's like a public broadcast channel and it had, a uh, Grateful Dead concert from like 1967 in San Francisco. She's like, oh my God, I was there. <laughs> what? I was like, what? And, and she's like, yeah, I don't remember it because I was on mushrooms, but I know I was there. <laughs> Everybody needs an aunt like that. Yeah, she was the best. Oh, that's awesome. What would you say is your favorite place in game? Ooh. You know, honestly, I think it's Teldrassil. Ooh, like the yeah. classic version of Teldrassil, yeah. like the music, the environment. Like that's like the first experience I had in game yeah. was there. So that's kind of got a special place. Also, Elwyn. Elwyn Forest is another one. Like whenever I need to relax, I put on the Teldrassil or Elwyn music, like when I'm working or for or whatever. You know? Will you be going night fight then? Mm. <laughs> I'll have a Night Fae tune, but my shaman, I'm going to go Maldraxxus because not because of the abilities. I'm probably making a poor decision on that. I'm just going by look. Have I just ruined the yeah, flow, I... dummy? Sorry. No, no, no. Not at all. It's great. I love the banter and back and forth of you. <laughs> That's why, you know, when, when we knew that Bricko wasn't going to be able to do this one and we knew that we couldn't squeeze extra ones in beforehand, I said to him, well, why don't we do guest hosts? And and part of the setup of the original, when we originally talked about setting it up, because we're in two different continents and two different time zones, we do have that flexibility that if one of us can't make it, then we can, you know, get a guest host in um, who can help. And, you know, that's why you're here. So don't worry. <laughs> cool. I'll carry on being disruptive then. <laughs> <laughs> so, Sai, what would you say is your the thing that you enjoy most in games? So, is it is it PvP? Do you prefer questing raids? 
something else? Is it collecting mounts or pet battling or what do you enjoy? What do you get the most thrill from? Uh, well, rating number one. And then a close second is questing, like when quests are new. I love going through and seeing the new stories and yeah. and seeing the world, seeing all the little things they put in there. Because there's so many little art assets that you just kind of breeze over if you're trying to hurry up and get to max level and all that. But when you really stop and look at things, and this is why I fell in love with the Horde story in Battle for Azeroth. When you're in, um, was it Nazgrim? The swampy area? Nazmir. Nazmir. Yeah. Um, you go in through the blood troll areas and you look around in their huts. Like that is some that is some dark stuff yeah, there. That's some fucked up <laughs> shit in there. <laughs> I, mean, I thought Drusvar was messed up with mm. the sewn together pig monsters, but Ooh. this was right there with it. I mean, it was pretty awesome. Yeah. Like as I, far as the, the environments and the atmosphere they built with that. Yeah, the pigmen make me mm. Well, they make they do make me want to vomit. I hate them, but I I Nazmir is zone, very though. yeah, and Nazmir is very dark as well. I I think I can totally yeah. understand that. Do you have <laughs> like a dark portal story? So this might not necessarily be about the dark portal, but some kind of experience that you had that just made you sit up and go, "Holy crap, this is amazing!" and you know, just blew your mind really within the game. Hmm. Yeah, actually, I, the Dark Portal was yeah. one of those moments. Um, so, let's see here. BC out when my daughter was born? And it was right around the time my daughter was born. Um, I remember I was watching my wife play. I wasn't even playing. And, and she's like, oh, do I go in? Oh, my God, <laughs> do I go in? And we're like, yeah, go in. So, she goes and jumps through the portal. And we were just like, oh, my God. Because you're greeted with those giant demons fighting and, you know, you have the Horde and Alliance kind of fending them off. And then, of course, you get shuffled off to your your path. Um, But that was kind of that one moment where it was just like, wow, this is going to be crazy. And then, of course, you go in and the skybox looks crazy. Mm. You've never seen anything like that. Yeah, it's a very good skybox. Like, I thought Hellfire was really cool. Now, there's nothing in it, like, really. But because it's blown apart and the space... Uh, visuals around it that just that was super cool i was like we were both like holy crap <laughs> of course back then like when you went in so we didn't raid in class or vanilla and so we had like zero gear so she went in and got her <laughs> she got smashed immediately mm-hmm. it's pretty funny yep. so we're like oh my god so we have to like get gear before we actually go into this area so that was pretty fun Oh, I love the fact that you but you both play together. I think that's awesome. That is, yeah. What's been your uh, best experience in the WoW community? Oh, probably creating my show. Actually, um, I didn't know. Well, I did know that there were good people out, but I didn't realize how many good people and how many. Like you see these bad stories, like with Method and all that stuff. For every bad story, there's ten awesome people that you just meet in the world. And I think that the wow community gets kind of a bad rap because of those big high, you know, high profile negative moves that happen. But if you go down to the player level, I think 90% of the people are awesome. Even though you find those mythic plus like, what's your IO bro? What's your IO? We're not going fast (laughs) enough. You know, 
even though you get yeah. a couple of those chodes every now and then, like every time they get one, there's always two or three that are better. So, yes. yeah. And the, you know, I think the only way to overcome those sorts of people is to kill them with kindness. Like we just, like when you invited me on your show, we said, you know, you have to be the better person and be the better example. And then there'll mm-hmm. be no space for the chuds. You know, they're just, yeah. they, they won't be, they'll realize that that kind of behavior won't be tolerated. So we just got to keep going. We just got to keep going. It'll be fun. <laughs> we'll get <laughs> no, there. We will. We will. Now we have to ask because of the chuds. <laughs> and because although, you know, we do try and focus on the good stuff in this show, we acknowledge that there are bad experiences. Um, mm-hmm. So, but what we like to know is, First of all, what was your worst experience? But then also, how did you overcome it? And therefore, what advice would you have for others who might be going through the same sort of thing or might come across the same sort of thing? Well, I think with the, you know, going back to those people who are in like the Mythic Plus and who were in Dungeon Finder even before, like during the Wrath years when yeah. I was first new, like first coming onto the scene. Um, you know, I've been in those groups where I've been kicked and I have no idea why. And so when you get kicked, obviously that feels terrible. But I think it's hard because there's no feedback. Like you could look at a meter and see, well, my name's not close to the top. So maybe they kicked me for that. Or, or maybe somebody died where they shouldn't have when I'm healing or something. But even then, like there's going to be people, like you're going to run into those situations where you're going to get kicked out of groups. Yeah, it's just it just the way it goes sometimes. And when that happens, just remember that there's a few people, there's like two or three people in that group who no matter what you do, you're not going to make happy. They're there because they are thinking about them and their time and they're not thinking about this game as a team game. They're worried about them getting more points or more whatever. And so try to let you know, I, I let that kind of roll off me like, okay. I don't want to be with that group anyway. And so when I do get booted or if I get booted, I just know like, Hey, whatever I'll get hit the next group or I'll go build one myself and go from there. So. I think that's really good advice is to, you know, understand that, you know, it, other people's priorities have may have absolutely no reflection on your skill level or what you've done in the dungeon. They're just in a hurry. They, you know, they don't necessarily want to take the time to explain fights and things like that. Um, and that's mm-hmm. somehow, sometimes just the way it goes. Yeah. yeah. Well, like I was doing when I was getting my uh, class set up here after the the pre-patch squish, I went in and was trying to help my son unlock mechanomes. And we went into um, Mechagon. We did the the workshop and we got to the dog boss and they weren't paying attention to mechanics. So they died and, you know, I'm sitting here like, well, crap, I'm, you know, heroic level head of the curve (laughs) raider here and they died. Why did they die? Well, stats got squished. Yeah. Shit's still getting balanced out. So pay attention to what the hell you're doing and get behind the goddamn box. Like I was typing (laughs) furiously in chat and they like three of the people died. And so my son and I two man that thing together and, we did the mechanics. And so one of the, the one person who didn't leave was like, holy shit. Like, how did you guys do that? And it's like, we did the mechanics. Yeah. We we'll knew stop. what to do. And that's what we did. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
and we got a couple new players in after that. We we requeued and everything was great. Yeah. So I think it was. And now I was telling him my son the whole time because his damage wasn't that great because he's learning. He's yeah. new. I'm like, dude, don't worry about it. Just do what you got to do. We're going to be fine. We're going to get through this together. And if we have to two person this, we're going to two person this thing because that's how we roll. And we're not going to let these assholes ruin our time. And so we went in. And he he gained a lot of confidence, and I love that. That's so cool. Yeah. That's that's what I. Yeah, I mean, I'm not here to. I'm here to play a game. I'm not here to fight with people on the internet. No. <laughs> I do that Life enough on my other yeah. social media yeah. platforms that I. It's not. It's Life not Call of Duty. I want to do it in the game. No, it's not right. Call of Duty. <laughs> exactly. Where did you find your WoW community? Well, I've been in the Knights of Chipotle since Wrath of the Lich King. And, you know, I, I actually got in through a coworker. So I was in another guild with a different coworker, and that guild exploded because of drama. And so my other friend was like, hey, you should come join us. You know, we're laid back. We don't care. We're just here to have fun. And I've been with them ever since. So I need coworkers like you. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I've I've guild hopped a bit, but um this this guy here, this this Verdi retake control guy, we always there's a there's a core of us that always seem to end up wherever we one goes, the rest of us all you know, we all kind of stick together. So I've been very lucky like that. Oh yeah. That's so, awesome. Yeah. I've been very, very lucky. What would you say the WoW community means to you? Well, I mean it's I spent so much time creating and playing this game that, I mean, it's, it feels like it's hard to explain, like, especially with the, you know, the COVID stuff going around, a lot of people are staying indoors. It's hard to get out and see people in real life. So this community has kind of replaced that for me in a way. Um, I can go online and find, you know, 30 friends that are right there and we can go hang out whenever from the comfort of my seat here. And I mean, that is pretty awesome to have friends at every turn. Like if I need somebody, I can go ask Frasley for help with something because, you know, hey man, I had a bad day and he has some great insight into whatever life problem I'm dealing with. Or I can go ask Jin from Morley Gray, like, hey man, how do I fix this macro? Or I can send a music video to fear because we listen to the same music. And, <laughs> and I mean, I just, I, there's so many different avenues where I can reach out and feel like I'm a part of this, this giant group yeah. of people and have friends everywhere, like across the world. I mean, like you guys over in, you know, the UK and I'm over here in the States and it's like, I can't believe I have friends in Europe it blows my mind. Like my shows that listen to on like on all six continents. Yeah, yeah, that's a good. It's like I'm just some random dude from Oregon wearing an Oregon <laughs> Trail shirt. It's, it's, it's almost quite sad for people that don't have this this to fall back on, right? Um, say for example, you're into group hiking or something like that, and then all of a sudden mm -hmm. COVID COVID kicks in, you can't do what you love. It's sad you're isolated especially if you live alone right so yep. oh yeah this sort of online experience that we all share it's uh, it's a sad life <laughs> it's i think it's been um 
And I, I slightly off topic, but I, I went to a friend's house last night, still within the COVID safety rules within the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was the first time I'd been out of the house to socialise for outside of my like bubble of my sisters and my mum, who you know we're all we've all had to provide childcare for each other all the way through anyway. So um, it's the first time I've been out outside of that for at least four months, I think. Um, and just sitting in somebody else's kitchen eating Chinese food was one of the best things ever. <laughs> <laughs> and and I'm lucky that I have a wonderful group of online friends that I know pretty much seven nights a week I can go on Discord and there'll be somebody there to talk to. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and even if we're not necessarily doing the same thing in game, there'll be people there, you know, and you can chat mm-hmm. to them and you can talk about your day. Um you know, and, and having that little outlet is, I think, has been vital to a lot of people. So, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, like, I, I'm i an introverted person by nature. So being at home is, like, my comfort zone. But even I'm, like, get me out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Please let me go back to work. work. Like, go back to the office. Yeah. I don't want to work from home right now. But, yeah. I mean, it's been, it's been one of those trying times. Like, we're living through one of those historical yeah. moments That's where – we're going to be hopefully old one day and someone's going to go, Hey, older versions of us, like where were you <laughs> when COVID hit and what did you guys do? And I can say, you know what? I utilize the internet, the tools to build a network of friends are all over the world. Yeah. And because of that, like now I've coming out, I'm coming out of my shell. Like I, I wear this Atlanta hat. So my cousin lives in Georgia. He actually got COVID and almost died. <gasps> So this hat means a lot to me because I'm a big Braves fan, but like I got to see him before all this went down, but um, like, like having those moments and having those things kind of, I don't know, like this, this time in history makes moments like that feel bigger. Yeah. And I actually appreciate that. So this hat right here means more to me than just an Atlanta Braves hat. Like this is, this represents my time I had with my cousin before he got super Mm -hmm. sick. And that has been like, I don't know, like, like the pre COVID times, like I appreciate it more and I I'm appreciating those around me a lot more. And so being able to, to kind of, like you're saying, it's, it's the best thing in the world to actually get out and go do something like we're all craving that contact. And so to be that point of contact for different people when they need it, like when this is like in this dark time, like it feels really good. It feels good to be able to do that. And I appreciate those who have done that for me. So, I mean, to, to hopefully that made any sense at all, but I was just kind of <laughs> rambling there, but. Um, no, it did make sense. Of course it did. It- yeah. Uh, but to bring it full circle, I mean, like this WoW community has been there during these dark times and, you know, we get to like, like I don't know. It just, it's, it's like a, it's like a safety net almost. Yeah. Yeah. In, in a lot of ways. Um, I think it's, I mean, without getting too deep here. You guys deep as you like, it's fine. Like, yeah. I mean, I've had some very dark times during this whole thing and people like you, uh, Demi and Frasley, acid tears, uh, Marty, the deep, the dragon powder studios crew, like those folks there. I've kind of been there to help keep me back on the surface and and 
I've hopefully been able to kind of reciprocate some of that in our dark times. So this wow community isn't just a wow community to me. It's like another family basically. Yeah. Um, where I can't be with mine right now because of the illness, I still have this connection and we talk all the time, but it's not the same than being able to fly out there and hang out with yeah. his family. So, yeah, no, I get, yeah. I, I, yeah, I like Verdi is, you know, we only live 40, 50 minutes apart. And every year we, until this year, we have had a big guild. Well, it used to be guild. Now it's just like a group of wild playing friends. We would all meet up and we haven't been able to do that this year. And I think we've all missed it. Yeah. I mean, I, I cannot wait to give you guys a hug. <laughs> <laughs> it's a real shame as well, because this year was our 10 year anniversary of doing this meeting. Yeah, it was. And it's, we were planning big things. We were going to potentially rent a house in Spain, which we could all stay in and like travel and just see the world together a little bit. And all of it was scrapped because of this. <laughs> but yeah. we can still talk to yeah. each other on Discord, which is great. So. We can. Yeah. Yeah. And we can still do podcasts and we can go in games and jump off of cliffs and Yay! see if we float or not. <laughs> Drink some noggin fogger and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. Kill some horde, right? <laughs> I'm going to get you switching. I'm going to get you to the horde side. <laughs> sorry, sorry. So, Sai, who do you... Yeah, I know. <laughs> who do you admire most in the WoW community? And what, what is it that makes you admire them? And you can select several people. It doesn't, you know, don't feel that you have to restrict yourself. Yeah. Um, well, I think, um, I mean, it's hard to pick one person. Yeah. I think for me, though, right now, I mean, Frasley comes to mind. Um, you know, he's been a, a pretty big fixture in the community for so long. But he's going through a personal journey right now of discovering who he is. And he is not backing down from the pressure he's getting um, to go back to what he was. He's pushing forward with, this is who I am. And if you don't like it, y'all can go fuck yourself. And I respect that because, you know, I am a, I, I'm a dad, obviously. Um, you know, my children are going to go through things like this. And I can use Frasley's story as a kind of a touchstone to say, hey, look, if this is who you are, this is some of the trials and tribulations this person's gone through, but he's sticking to his guns and he's moving forward and he feels so much better about it because he's not letting that pressure get to him. And I just, if he watches this, like I, I respect the hell out of them. So, or out of them. Yeah. Frank and, uh, is a, a, a true light, I think. And the help that he gives the whole of the community. Um, and, like you said, the journey that they're on now, it's really empowering for everybody mm -hmm. to see somebody who is unapologetically being themselves and despite any negative comments or whatnot that they might be getting, they keep forging forward to be themselves. Mm -hmm. And it's it's absolutely beautiful to see. Yeah, really is it's, it's, it's great because... If we can't be our ourselves, then who are we, right? Yeah. So, and that's what I'm always trying to help teach my children. Like, if you guys feel you're a certain way, like, explore that. It's okay. You have the freedom to do that, and you have a safe place to do it. And here's an example of someone who's doing it. So, hopefully, 
you know, he keeps moving forward. And he, and I, th I think the community as a whole has like, come together to help him. Now he's going through some issues as most do when you have a big change like this, yeah. like certain, you know, you lose fans, you gain fans. It's just like a, as a content creator, like you understand, like when you change a direction, you're going to lose people. And I know that kind of bugs him a little or bugs them. Sorry. I'm still getting the terminology right, but that's okay. We'll get they're, there. They're very forgiving. Oh yeah. Well, and, and, and it's a new con it's new, new it's things new, that yeah, we're all learning new, together. Yeah. It's new to all of us. And like, um, Dracorus has just said, Frasley's energy, even before they started going through this change, you know, it's pure and helpful and, yeah, mm -hmm. it, yeah. definitely somebody that's worth the – not. and I, I like what you said about the community supporting them, and I almost feel I'm quite protective. Like, if I see somebody mm -hmm. going, you know, after Frasley, I – wouldn't you know i wouldn't hold myself back from stepping in and telling them to get the fuck out um right. and and i think that's testament to how much they've done for all of us as well so mm -hmm. exactly and same way like i mean like my my children are lgbt and i will murder anybody who, who fucks with them like straight up yeah i am the nicest person you'll ever meet until you mess with my kids oh yeah and then it's game over. And so I kind of done that for Fresley. Like he's, I see him as one of my kids. <laughs> Sounds weird. I think that's but, fair enough. No. Yeah. Right. But I mean, that's that's how I don't know. Like seeing seeing my kids being able to be themselves and and just the the joy they feel now, knowing that hey, you see me as who I am. That's amazing. Yeah. Like that. That's way better than trying to fit some stupid social norm on somebody, in my opinion. So. No, we don't do social norms around here. <laughs> no. <laughs> but that actually brings us quite nicely into the first of our guest-specific questions, which I will hand over to Verdi to ask. I hope you got the question. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's cool. We're, we're, we're all professional here. It's fine. Um, yeah, it, it is quite a nice transition over into these, actually. Um, you recently had... Your son as a guest on Scrubs versus the World. Um, we're all gamer parents mm -hmm. on the show today. So how do you think gaming has shaped our generation and the way that we're raising our next generations? Well, I think that um, the older generations have missed the boat on video games because games like World of Warcraft have a lot of the same like if you want to be good at the world of warcraft you need to do a lot of the same things that you need to do in say baseball or football you need to practice you need to study a little bit you need to kind of give it your all and you need to have kind of that mental oh what's a good word for it? like mental fortitude to get through some of the lows that you're going to feel so you know, I coached my son's baseball team. Well, he unfortunately doesn't like baseball very much, so he's he's retired, <laughs> which I've I've come to terms with. Um, but I'm using a lot of the same things I said to him while coaching him in baseball, while I'm coaching him in, in World of Warcraft and in his schooling. Like when you come across a hard thing, what are you going to do? Are you going to ask for help? Are you going to try to do it yourself and figure out the best way? Or are you going to quit? 
Are you going to walk away? Are you going to move on? Or are you going to back off, regather yourself, and then go back in with the right tools? Like what? What's what's your plan of attack here, bud? Because this elite is just an elite in a video game, but it also is, hey, I have a bill I have to pay, and I don't have the money yeah. for it yet. How do I get it? Well, you're going to work. You're going to put the time in. You're going to do all this stuff. So I've kind of turned this into coaching his baseball team in a way. I've replaced it with him. I re replaced that element of our lives together with, with this one thing. So it's fun watching him work towards something, but now I got to get him to, uh, to just follow through. But uh, I think we can totally use this as a training tool. Us parents, if we embrace this, we can use it as a training tool for our kids to help them understand if you need something in life, you can ask for help. You can work really hard for it. You know, there's, there's different options here than just, Oh my God, I can't do it. Or yeah. I don't know what I'm doing and giving up. So, Oh, that's awesome. What a great answer. Okay. And <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you feel about the faction divide right now? I think that if we're going to work together in game, like if the factions store, like story-wise are going to come together, there's got to be a way for the players to come together and do stuff. Whether that is a mercenary mode. I stole that totally, I think, from Shoe Boots. <laughs> um, I, I love that idea. Or if you turn on like war mode, then yes, you can fight the other side. But if I if my leaders are coming together, if Jaina and Thrall and Bane are coming together, then I should be able to join forces with someone who didn't choose to follow Sylvanas. And maybe the cues mix up the factions that way. I don't know. I don't know how they would do it from a technological standpoint, but I, I would like to see stuff like that because then I think it would, it'll the immersion factor will be just that much better. Maybe you could do it by opting into a sanctuary like the Laren, but re mm -hmm. removing the communication barrier. So when you're in the Laren, you could all understand each other. Maybe something along the lines of that. I, d I don't know. Just, just a thought, yeah. I mean, it's a magic floating city, yeah. so I don't, I don't see why we couldn't have some kind of spell that does yeah, that, yeah, right? Sure. <laughs> um, let's talk about your podcast for a second. Um, what goals mm -hmm. and aspirations do you have for Scrub versus the World? Well, um, I know I'm, I'm, I have a buddy I'm going to bring on as a co-host, um, but this podcast for me is my creative outlet. I don't know if you can see back here somewhere, my guitar amp. I don't play in bands anymore. I used to play a long time ago, back in, right in high school, right out of high school. Um, you know, I was in a couple bands that were trying to make it. We're going to make it. We're going to get a record deal. <laughs> that didn't work. So, um, you know, because I, I don't play in bands anymore, I want to use this as my creative outlet. So, you know, um, I think in the end, my goal is to create like a library of material that just helps people either have fun or look at the game differently or, you know, get good as I always try to say, you know, with my little catchphrase there, keep getting good. Um, I, I just want there to be a place for people who might be, you know, maybe nervous to go check out some of the big time streamers 
I want to be that kind of middle of the road person who can help people like I am approachable. I'm new to the game. How do I get into the game? And they just have a nice environment to, um, you know, to learn in and to, to grow from there. So if they want to get into the hardcore stuff, they can, because they'll have those base elements kind of figured out. So that's kind of the hope and the dream. Oh, that's awesome. I love it. Should we do the community questions? Yeah, there's, there's one more on those guest specific ones. Oh, yeah. Ones. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you tell and I've never done this before. Right? <laughs> that's why I'm here. Right. <laughs> okay. Um, what music will you listen to today? Is everyone safe after the fires? And how is the puppy? So, music wise, I have a playlist that has three bands on it that I have. You know, when you find new music and it, you, you just listen to it nonstop. So I have Spirit Box on there. Um, I have Falling in Reverse. There's a few songs from them that I really enjoy. And I have a Rammstein song. I believe it's Dona Kinder. That's, I just, I love that song. And it, I don't know, the way Till sings it is amazing. A lot of feeling. It's a very sad song, actually, when you break it down. Is this... Is this um, public? Because I don't speak German. Well, yeah, that is that can. You speak German? No, I don't speak you German. Don't speak German. Sorry, <laughs> but Google Translate speaks German. Yeah, and yeah. <laughs> sort of. So I translated that song, and it's it's a really sad yeah. song. But uh, but anyways, that's is this that. publicly um, accessible. This playlist. Ah, uh, no, not yeah. at the moment. It's on my Spotify. I just uh, it's just it's my own. Um, let's see here. You, I can tell you the song names if you want to hear them. Yeah. Oh, why don't you? What, yes, and then send them to me, and I'll put them in the show notes as well. There you go. Yeah. Okay. So, the Spirit Box songs are Holy Roller, which the video you got to watch the video with that. Um, that video is really creepy, but it's really well done. Um, hold on, let me pull it up here. Riveting. Oh, I forgot another one. I have Eskimo Callboy as well. Song Hyper Hyper. Hyper Hyper? Yeah. So that I've is never, probably the... I've never heard of any of these bands. I've heard of Ramstein, but I haven't heard of any of the others, so it'll all be new stuff. You've heard of Falling in Reverse? No. Okay. Yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm, reverse. I'm a little bit older than you. So, nah. you know, I might have just aged out of that. Well, go and YouTube the video to Hypa Hypa because you okay. have to watch the video to get the full effect. But that's another German band that I enjoy. I have that made is... a note. Yeah. But anyways, uh, so Holy Roller and Rule of Nines for Spirit Box. Hypa Hypa for Eskimo Callboy. But their newest songs uh, for Falling in Reverse, like Popular Monster, Drugs. And then if you go listen to The Drug in Me is You and then The Drug in Me is Reimagined. Okay. Same exact song, but the reimagined piece is done completely different. And it's actually one of the prettiest songs I've ever heard. Okay. Um, nice. But yeah, but you got to listen to The Drug in Me Is You first, yep. and then the reimagined okay. one. Um, I've written it down. <laughs> <laughs> and then Carry On is the the final song. Nice. Now I'm sorry, Jacoris. <laughs> yeah, Dracorus is mad yeah. because he didn't want hyper hyper in his head. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're you're pretty and I like you. So there you go. 
That was for Jacoris. <laughs> now you can go into the community questions. Oh no! Well, we want to make sure you were safe after yeah. the fires as well. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I, I am safe. Um, I don't know if you guys have in the chat have seen um, in Oregon where I live. We had a once in a generation windstorm, and in the in August, August is our dry time, so it's super mm. hot and it sucks, and I hate it. Um, but what happened was there was some fires that normal, normal forest fires, they happen, lightning and whatever. And this windstorm came in and just, it looks like a dragon, like mm-hmm. blew a fire breath down the San Yam Pass, which is uh, the highway that gets you to Salem over to Bend, Oregon. And I live just north of that. Well, there was flames and sparks that kicked off just to the north of that. And so a giant fiery Pac-Man was coming towards my city. So um, fortunately, the the wind died down and everything is okay. So it stopped about 15 miles from my house. Oh, God. And the scary part was the fire went and it grew. I mean, it moved like 30 miles in two days. So this thing was coming after us. If the wind was still going, I wouldn't have a house right now. That's wow. how bad it was. So fortunately, we're okay. Um, I have friends that were down closer to it. They're okay. They were pretty fortunate. Um, but man, the devastation that took place mm. there and then also in the past uh, down by Eugene, Oregon and Medford, Oregon. Medford, actually, the southern part of it actually burned. Um, but like Phoenix and Talent, they're little tiny towns leading into Medford. They're gone. They're vaporized. And so... Like the, the fires were no joke. Like it was the craziest thing I've ever seen. And I've lived here pretty much my whole life. And just the air quality. Like I remember two years ago, I don't know if you've seen the Columbia Gorge, but if you Google it, that's like our, our picturesque, like Multnomah Falls, for example, is one of the most uh, pho- uh, photographed falls like in the world. And some dipshit threw some firecrackers off a trail and burnt, almost burnt that down. But if you go just past Monoma Falls, it's just burnt out forest because of stuff like that. And so, like, it's just crazy. Like, a lot of it's crazy. But the air quality then, I mean, it felt like a campfire. Like, you know when the smoke just blows in your face constantly? That's what it felt like. And it felt like it was, felt like that times 10 during this fire, though. So crazy. it was... I mean, like, it was nuts. Yeah, Dracoris just said, you know, we don't hear about this sort of stuff over here, but we don't, we also don't experience it because we don't have huge, great wildfires. No, you know, you might get some of the moors in the winter. Like, I think there's been some fires on Dartmoor, um, but you don't really, we just don't have great big wildfires. Mm-hmm. It's something where that's, well, so much of like what you guys experience in the US in terms of weather and, Everything else is alien to us. So yeah, yeah, it's, it's quite <laughs> well. To to give you an idea of where I live, so the Pacific Northwest is actually considered a rainforest, and it's actually one of the largest carbon sinks in the world. So mm. science, everyone, here we go. <laughs> and so because everything's drying out, this just turns into a giant tinderbox. And so when you get that wind event that only it's only happened a few times. Uh, plus these fires, plus the heat, because it was like three straight days of 100 degrees Fahrenheit, which I don't know in Celsius is, I don't know what that uh, is. It's high 30s. Yeah, yeah. 
maybe for yeah. these really freaking hot and yeah. you just it, yeah, it that's just the winning thing really form. freaking hot <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it yeah it just it was crazy that was the craziest i've ever seen so 37.7 there you go 37 oh you've just checked yeah. have you <laughs> and there, there there was a final part to that question to end it on a happier note oh how's the puppy oh she's she's out of control She's really good though. Like she's learning. We got her to go to the bathroom outside a couple times, so that was exciting. If and, and, uh, yeah, she's very very cute. In case anybody hasn't seen, you, obviously we'll put links for social stuff in the in the show notes. But you have to check out Sai's Twitter feed for shots of the puppy. She's adorable. <laughs> I can send you a new one too. If you I want. haven't seen yeah, the puppy please. yet. Is it a uh, a large breed or a small breed? Uh, it's a small one. So it's a half beagle, half King Charles Spaniel. Oh, cool. She's so cute. So it's like a little nipper. <laughs> yeah, it's the nice. cutest. Yeah. <laughs> she, she's got little needles for teeth. And my big dog, Pepper, is half golden retriever, half German shepherd. So when they play, <laughs> yeah. she has to like totally <laughs> like, take it easy. Otherwise, she just flings <laughs> across the room. It's pretty funny. <laughs> oh, I love it. Now you can yeah. do community questions with me. <laughs> okay, right. Just jump straight in there. Um, the wonderful, aforementioned Frasley Tastic asks, "What is something you would never suggest to a new player?" I would, I would never suggest to go read a guide and expect to perform it perfectly. Um, because those guides are. They have the best intention, like mathematically, they're the best you can do, but you have to know what you're doing to actually get all of that information out um, and put it to good use. So what I would say is I would say, look at those guides, grab what works for you and learn your class. Like (laughs) you got to learn what you're doing, learn the abilities and understand how they work together. Because if you just go in reading a guide and it says push this and push that at this point, like they're trying to give you the best information, but it's not going to make any sense to you if you're brand new. Well, that's really good advice. So, because I, up until pre patch, I was so desperate to be a druid because I thought druids were really cool that I completely overlooked that I wasn't really enjoying my class at all and (laughs) just desperately (laughs) trying to be a good healer and my time was getting more and more sort of precious and yeah. And, and I've started monk mm-hmm. and it's a completely different story and I'm starting completely from scratch with that, with that class. And, um, a lot of guys, guides say different things. And, and right now I'm, I know I'm not healing to the best of my ability as a monk, but it's working and I'm having a good time. So it's almost like find out what works <laughs> for you and fine tune it. Right. So yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, good stuff. Yeah, yep. Sounds great. Um, Ali from Dungeon Fables. Got it right. Spot on. <laughs> He's learning. <laughs> uh, they've asked <laughs> if you had to teach someone how to get good in three steps, what would they be? So, f- step one is find the class that you connect with the most um, because you're going to enjoy that the class the most. Um, you're going to want to go through that learning grind. 
So learning how to play this game is like learning how to play an instrument. You're not going to be Mozart day one, yeah. right? So find that instrument that you enjoy. If you like melee DPS, find something that looks cool and smashes things. If you like range DPS, stay out of the crap, get out of the way and smoke them from deep. You know, you want to tank, you want to heal, whatever, however you want to do it. Um, find that class that you connect with, whether that's story wise too, or just fantasy based. Like if you like turning into a cat or a bear, or, you know, I like summoning rock monsters. I'm going to be a shaman, you know, cool. That's a good starting point, but start there. Second, I would ask people questions like, Hey, I, you know, I came through this dungeon. My numbers sucked on the meter. Like what, sh what should I do? Like ask the people around you, like, what are some tips that you might have? Because those little nuggets of knowledge, you're going to learn more from your peers. So if you're in a guild, for example, your peers might teach you something and take that guide in, for example, from the last question, they'll be able to munch it down and put it in a way where you'll actually understand it. So using those people around you to help, um, is also key. That's how I've got better myself is, Hey, I suck. I like, we all died right here. I could have saved us. What, what can I do? Um, and then the last one is no matter how hard it gets, you have to keep trying like the grind. It's called a grind for a reason. Yeah. It's not fun. It's not easy. And learning takes time and you just have to give yourself that time. So find the class you like, ask questions, of those around you and give yourself time and tell yourself it's okay to mess up because you're a human. Like you're not going to be perfect day one. Yeah. And if you can't get past yourself, then you're never going to improve to get to where you want to go because you're going to put all this pressure on yourself. Then you're going to get frustrated. Then you're going to try something else. And then now you're toast. So solid advice. That's what's worked for me. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. And that thing of asking questions is, People are so afraid to ask questions. That's why I like the, the new guide mentor channel is amazing because people feel safe to ask questions in there. Um, mm -hmm. But yeah, that thing of asking questions, don't be afraid to ask questions. People more, yeah. You're more likely to get a positive answer if you ask a question than if you just try and bluff it and screw it up. Yeah. So. And, and like, I can't tell you how many LFRs I've been in where someone whispered me like, Hey man, like you're, you're barking out orders. Like, why am I doing this? And so I've been able to kind of teach people fights just by saying, okay, well, he's going to do this. You're a ranged class. So stay by me. I'll put a little, a square over my head. So come to the square and just watch the floor and watch this and watch that because this is going to happen if you don't, and then you're going to end up dead. So, you know, I am one of those people that will take the time to explain it to you, like what is happening. But I mean, obviously it's hard because you get that one asshole. Yeah. Who just, yeah totally. just, just play a game, bro. Like we just, we gotta go. Yeah. Totally. Go, 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 man. Go that, that happened go literally man. to me yesterday. Cause I was playing, obviously learning uh, Mistweaver and I was treating ring of peace like efflorescence. So the tank was getting really annoyed with me and bit his tongue for so long. And I, every time I'd put down Ring of Peace, all, all the mobs that he'd gathered together would just fly off into the distance. <laughs> really frustrating. It's like, eventually you just break away. Dude, stop putting Ring of, Pe Ring of Peace on my mobs. It's like, oh, sorry. I thought it was like effervescence. Whoops. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. No, it keeps them out of the... Um... Have you not noticed when we do Waycrest Manor and we get to that horrible fat pig thing that when they calls in the servants... 
Like Nokia or Chip will put down that thing and it just blasts them back. Oh, I have tunnel vision. That's what it is. I'm sure that's what it is. <laughs> it's great. But yeah, it's a good, good learning example, I guess. It is. Of course it is. Yeah. It's, it's fine. It's what it's there for. Yeah. Um, that brings us to the end of the interview. We have a couple more questions like, where can people find you? And is there anyone in particular that you would like to give a shout out to? Yeah, um, I'll start the shout out piece first. So one of my friends from the Dragon Power Network, uh, Marty, he's also from Two Nerds Maybe More. He just launched a podcast called Wow, It's Marty. And, you know, I think he's he's trying to gather clips and stuff. And, you know, go check him stuff out. Like, Marty's really cool. He's really knowledgeable. Um, he has some really cool ideas and insights. So, uh, really fun guy, fun show. And uh, I know I've sent a couple, or I've sent one clip in. I shouldn't lie. <laughs> I was going to send more, and I just didn't get a chance to. So, I finally just broke down. It was like, fine, I'm doing it in my car. So... <laughs> I sent him a clip from my car, but uh, <laughs> yeah, Wow, It's Marty is his new show. And then you can find me on Twitter at Scrubsverse or on my personal Twitter, which is Cyrub underscore KOC. Um, I'm not really super controversial, but I do get really pissed off when political stuff comes up. So if you see the occasional political tweet, you know why. I'm not happy about it, but I won't go into details here. <laughs> um, but if you see that, just know that that could come on my personal account. But on my show account, I'm dropping updates and this crazy Iron Man challenge I've been doing with the RP tunes I've has loved, been really fun. I've loved seeing that. It's brilliant. Absolutely <laughs> uh, my brilliant. schedule's been busy lately, but I'm hoping to get some going again later here soon. Got to get Captain Ramsfield to... To get down to the sepulchre, hopefully. <laughs> He's almost died like four times now, so <laughs> see how it goes. But uh, you also find the show basically. You can go to uh, Uh You can catch up on old episodes there. Um, you can go to Apple Podcasts. Um, if you do go, I do ask that you take the time to leave a review, and it just helps us as creators get our stuff in places where people can see. Uh, Warcraft Radio as well. Go there, review Third Faction, review my show. <laughs> Even if it's a one star, like I don't like if you give me a one star, tell me what I did that sucked because I want to yeah. know because I got a one star what? with did, nothing. Really? Oh yeah. man! And then I got a one star with a smiley face saying "good job" with like twelve smiley faces afterwards. So I don't know if it was like a a whoops that should have been a five star or I don't know. That's weird. I, I, I counted it as a twelve star, but. Yeah, 12 the reviews, faces is 12 stars, surely. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But the reviews help us out. And it makes, like, if, you know, obviously we want our shows to grow. We want to reach more people. And so anything to help us out is greatly appreciated. So, Absolutely. Well, we're going to move into our community heroes. Thank you very much for a wonderful interview, Sai. Do you, yeah, uh, if you want to stick around and chip in, we're going to do the community heroes and then... Uh, uh, some of our own shout outs and reviews as well. So you're more than welcome to stick around and, and chip in for that if you want to. Yeah, unfortunately, I got a lawnmower with my name on it. So <laughs> I should probably get that done before it rains. <laughs> no problem. You go and mow your lawn. And thank you very much for joining us. 
Thank you again to Cyrus for joining us. I certainly enjoyed that. Did you, V? Yeah, what a great guy and a great podcast that he has there. Yeah. Um, um, when I first heard that I was going to be a guest, um, I'd not really, if I'm honest, listened too much to many Worldcraft podcasts. Um, so I give it the, the last two or three episodes yeah. a listen. Um, well, that shows you did your research. You see, that's what a good host yeah, does. More research. Sure. <laughs> so shall we move into the community heroes then yeah, yeah. let's do it let's do it okay in the style of Rico <laughs> right? no. there's no way I can replicate that voice anyway <laughs> our community hero mention for this episode comes from White Polar Bear Mount aka Capo uh, community heroes for the th- 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 reason my the, 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 voice the, the, again it's alright take a breath it's fine <laughs> Community heroes for the next third faction goes to Dravi and the other coordinators of the 2020 Running of the Gnomes event to help raise awareness and money for the battle against breast cancer. As of this post, they have shattered their $3,000 soft goals by over double, coming in at over $6,800 for the team. What an achievement. Well done to Dravi and all the people that contributed to the success of Running of the Gnomes. Uh, it sounds like an absolutely fantastic event. I haven't spotted anything on the EU side as an equivalent, but um, maybe I missed it. I'm not as plugged in these days as I once was, but um, well done to those guys. That sounds like an awesome fun as well. So we will move yeah. into our reviews and shout out section. Da, da, da. And I have to say that we have something new today, people. We have, for the very first time, two patrons, because we have a Patreon set up. Whoop, whoop. I'm so pleased. Uh, So for those of you that don't know, uh, Patreon is a website that allows content creators, artists, um, anybody that is producing something. um, It allows people to pay a small subscription each month or some. I think sometimes maybe an extra one off as well if they want to. Um, to purchase those pieces of artwork or that particular content. So it might be artwork, it might be podcasts, it might be videos, it could be all sorts. Um, And you can now support the show uh, at patreon.com slash the third faction show, just like somebody in the chat called Dracoris did. Whoa, thank you, Dracoris. You were our very, very first patron. Much to the chagrin of my very good friend, Noki, who signed up second and messaged me to say, God damn it, I wasn't first. (laughs) (laughs) So thank you to you two. It means a hell of a lot to me and Bricko to have people support the show. All of the uh, Patreon income goes towards financing the show because we do have costs involved. Um, So it does go towards that. And then once those initial costs are covered, we will do things like open up our Discord servers uh, and produce things such as a monthly Q&A with myself and Bricko. Uh, We're also thinking about things like a third faction after hours sort of show where we would have uh, guests that we've had on previously. They would come back and we might do sort of round table things. We might do things where we talk about subjects that we've touched on in interviews that we want to go deeper into with them. Um, so I think one of the topics that keeps coming up is mental health. Um, I actually just got an idea from the show that we've just done as, um, being parenting gamers. I think that could be a really interesting, 
um, to have people back on and talk about those sorts of things. So that's all all the sorts of things that we're aiming to do. Dracoris has just said in chat that he thought he was paying for blackjack and hookers. This isn't morally grey. Get yourself down to Moe's Pleasure Palace if that's what you're after. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And as uh, Sai mentioned in the interview, there is a lovely thing called warcraftradio.com slash directory where you will find every single active World of Warcraft podcast and Blizzard, general Blizzard podcast, plus Overwatch, plus Heroes of the Storm, plus Hearthstone, all listed. Um, and you can go and review them very, very easily. Um, it's not difficult. Literally, just go to warcraftradio.com slash directory and drop a review for the third faction. You can also find Sai's podcast there, Scrubs versus the World, plus a plethora of other really, really good shows where people um, are sharing their love of all things Blizzard. Uh, and our, one of our reviews this week, oh, am I doing one or am I doing two? No, I'm doing one this week, but we had two come in. We've had lots come in on Warcraft Radio, so I'll be spreading those out. But we also got one through on Apple Podcasts from um, The Conquer, who is at the underscore Conquer on Twitter. Um, so we're going to save that for um, a later episode. But we had uh, one of the ones we got on the Warcraft Radio directory is from at Laria underscore wow. And Laria is actually uh, involved in Pieces of Cake, who were one of our community heroes in the last episode. Um, and well worth checking out. And her review was five star review. And she said, this was the first wow podcast I ever found and decided to give it a listen. And I didn't even realize how much I needed it until I finished the first episode. The third faction refers to the World of Warcraft community and how this game ties us together. It doesn't matter if you're Horde or Alliance because the third faction is the community of players. Demi and Bricko are wonderful hosts, both energetic and down to earth, and make the podcast so nice to listen to. Thank you. <laughs> I have a little moment whenever I read very them. True. I get a little bit emotional. So thank you very much um, to At Lauria for that. Thank you again to Dracorus and Noki for becoming our first patrons. <laughs> yes, I have to calm myself down because I get too emotional. <laughs> Can I just give a, sh- a shout out to Laria? You actually? can. Um, when, you I, can. when I was maining Resto Druid, um, she was my guru for this. Um, she makes incredible videos about um, healing in general, actually, uh, predominantly Resto Druid stuff. So yeah. make sure that you check out her YouTube channel. Yeah, go and check her out. Uh, she's on Twitter as at Laria underscore wow, and it's L A Y R I A underscore wow. Uh, we have got them on the list as future guests. We haven't approached them about that yet, so hopefully they would like to come on. Um, we, we do have quite a few people on that list, including all of the people that Syrah mentioned, Frasley, Jin, and Fear, are booked in as future guests for the show. Wow. I'm very That's excited cool. about that. Um, assuming that the um, launch doesn't happen any time in November, and we should be able to get them all. Otherwise, I imagine everybody just go, no, sorry, can't possibly talk to anyone, got to play the game. Um <laughs> but all being well they will all be on with us very very soon and that's it for this week i would like to thank my wonderful co-host verdi for stepping into the breach (laughs) thank you so much my darling i hope you've enjoyed it yeah it's been fun cool it's um yeah i've never um been a guest host on a podcast 
which hasn't been for my work. Yeah. So this has been fun. It's something I'm passionate about. So yeah, loads of fun. Good, Brilliant. good, 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 good. Happily do it again. If you... <laughs> well, you know, we'll put Thanks, you on the Tricora. list. <laughs> <laughs> but we will be back in another couple of weeks for another interview, another round of community heroes, and more news from the world of Warcraft if it pertains to what we want to talk about. We don't cover everything. We just cover the bits we want to talk about. Until then, you can find out more about the show, about me, about Bricko at thethirdfaction.com. And you can also find all the links there of where to find us. So all the Twitter links, the uh, Twitch link. You can catch us on Twitch now at twitch.tv forward slash thethirdfactionshow. It's important to put the show bit on the end because there is somebody with a the third faction. How very dare they? Uh, <laughs> but yes, you can now find us on Twitch. So some of you have tuned in for the very first time tonight. Thank you so much. Um, timings will depend on who we're interviewing. So just stay tuned to the Twitter for that, which is at three, the number three, RD Faction Show. Again, you can find it all on the website. You can email us at the third faction show at gmail.com. You can find us on patreon.com slash the third faction show. I'm just giving you all the links because I want to tell you all about this amazing stuff. You can leave reviews on warcraftradio.com forward slash directory or any of the podcast platforms that we appear on. And if you don't want to do any of that, the very best thing you can do is tell your friends and recommend the show to them. Thank you very, very much. Thirdy, you've been wonderful. <laughs> He's just giving a thumbs up to the camera. Sorry, oh yeah, I forget it's a podcast, but we've got a talk. No problem. <laughs> and as always, always be learning and don't be a dick.